Remote Baptist Podcast. Today, Pastor Dave wraps up the I Am series with I Am the Vine, You Are the Branches. Ought to be great. Hey, by the way, you can get all seven installations of the I Am series off of our website, or if you subscribe to iTunes, and you can get podcasts going back uh, probably about a year and a half. Worth checking out. Also, I'd like to let you know that Sunday, November 19th, uh, we will be having our pie auction in the cafe at 11.15 a.m. All the proceeds going to our building fund, and also a new sermon series starting on December 3rd. The Life of David, The Path to Greatness. Enjoy the podcast and have a great day. One of the joys about being a pastor is your kids just enjoy worship so much. I don't know if you could hear Caden in the back, but boy, we had a good time with him back there. Good morning, Caden. Good to see you. Glad you're here with us. Tell you what, we are, we are spoiled to have what we have here. And I don't know about your week, but my week was rough. Your week rough? Have you had a hard morning? I enjoyed this morning, the extra time in getting here. We just kind of relaxed. I told you guys, it feels like Christmas or something. You're making you know, stuff for later on, and I'm laying on the couch as I normally do. Dads, you know what I'm talking about, right? And uh, just had some extra time to get here. We've been able to engage God and worship Him, and uh, what a great job our worship team is doing. And We are spoiled and blessed. Amen. I love serving Jesus with you all. Let's pray and ask God to speak to our hearts through the text. Father God, we love the sanctuary that you provide for us. A place of safety, a place of protection. As Wes read earlier, you are a shield. You guard us, you guide us, and you protect us. Lord, we're thankful for all that we have in you. Lord, I pray that today as we we look at your word and we've already engaged you and we've praised you and and we've glorified you through song and through through lyrics and through music and hopefully our hearts are ready to engage the teaching of your word. We pray, God, that we would hear your voice. We don't hear a good sermon, a good illustration, a good message, but we hear you speak to us. You are our Father. And so I pray that we would listen to you as children should listen to their father. We ask that you do a mighty work. We just give you ourselves, our hearts, everything that we are, everything we're not. And we ask that you do a mighty work this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, as a kid, we we lived next to this little old lady. Now, don't be offended by what I'm going to say next. But she was, how do do I word this? She was the meanest person in our neighborhood. I'm not even kidding you. She was angry all of the time. She was hostile at times to, to us and other neighborhood children. Of course, my brother and I didn't help her mood. We... Did our best to irritate at times. Not intentionally, we're just being kids. But she didn't care for children. Have you ever met somebody who just doesn't care for children? Maybe yell at children. Maybe be aggressive, right? This was this lady. But we lived three houses down from, from the church where my dad pastored in New Hampshire. And so it was easy to get to the church by, by cutting through 
her backyard. And this lady would yell at us every single day, Get off my property! I, I don't think we ever walked across. Amen? We either ran, I mean, we booked it. Or we army crawled, we made it interesting. <laughs> but we ended up building a tree house there in the corner of our property, this massive, ugly fort built by third and fourth grade. You know what I'm talking about. And she loved that. I mean, she loved that we were there every day and played in all the time. In fact, all the neighborhood kids would come over and we'd have a good time playing in the tree fort. But half of the tree happened to hang over into her property. So she threatened to cut down the tree, come over. I'm going to cut that thing down every single day. In fact, one time she called the police on us, just kids. My mom and dad said, what did you do now? What did you do now? She wanted that gone. Here's the thing, the tree didn't belong to her. The base, the trunk, the root system were all on our property, not hers. Technically, she had no business trying to prune this tree or cut it down in the first place. The branches were ours. The fact that she was irritated and upset didn't matter a whole lot. Therefore, whatever we put in the tree was legal. We were within our rights to be there and play and have fun and just be kids. As we go through this text today, I want you to keep in mind who we belong to. Everybody say, I belong to the king. Which means we have rights. Amen? Kingdom rights. Kingdom rights. Who we belong to makes a big difference. Amen? Only the owner has the right to to prune or, or cut away what's dead. Some of us have dead things in our lives. And sometimes... You love this part. He prunes away what's, what's already healthy, what's already bearing fruit, to bear more fruit. That's just the way that God works. My goal for us today is that we walk away from this place, this church service, better understanding who Jesus Christ is, and know that apart from Him, apart from Him, we can do nothing. Amen? Today's I am statement is this, I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. But because you can do nothing without me. This seventh and final statement gives us greater insight to who he is and who we are when connected. That's important. When we're connected to God. Turn me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. I'm kind of sad that the series is coming to an end, but I've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed it? Amen? John chapter 15. I'm working on a good series for December. You'll have to come out for that. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. It says this. I am the true vine. I am the true vine and... My Father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, He removes. And He prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Verse 4 says, remain in me. Isn't that powerful? Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. So neither can you unless you remain in me. Verse 5, this is the I am statement we're going to look at today. I am 
the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing. Everybody say nothing without me. I hope we take this serious today. Amen? Jesus says this, I am the vine. We get the imagery here, right? The, the picture that Christ is, is trying to paint. But, but why does he tell the disciples it's just 24 hours from the cross and the crucifixion? This was go time for Jesus. Remember last week's message where he told Peter in the moment to, to not let their hearts be troubled. Like he was going to the cross to accomplish something for them. Well, in the Old Testament, the people of Israel were known as the vine or the vineyard. The, the only problem was that they had failed as the vine. Israel had failed to produce fruit. The fruit that God was expecting them, His people, His chosen people, His children, to produce in the vineyard. Right After all, these were His people and His kids. Listen to what it says in Isaiah chapter 5. I love this. I expected. That's something like a dad would say, right? I expect this of you. God says, I expect. This is the voice of God the Father. I expected it to yield good grapes but it yielded worthless grapes. He then talks about his great love and affection for Israel, the vineyard. At one point, church, he says, what more could I have done with my people? In other words, I have given my kids every opportunity to glorify me and make much of my name. As you've raised your children, isn't that something you want to say? I have given them every opportunity, right? to be successful, to go to college, make something of themselves. God is saying this about Israel, his people. He's saying, I've taken them through every valley. Has God not taken you through every valley? He says, I have fed them in the wilderness when they were hungry, when they were starving, when they were complaining about life. Don't we complain about life sometimes? God says, I've done all of these things for my children, for my people. I made sure that they were taken care of in every situation. What more could I do? What more could I have done for them to get it right? Maybe as a parent, we sit here and we just think about how we raised our children. We just like, what more could I have done? They've strayed. They've walked away from God. You can relate to that as a parent, can't you? You see how God views us, how he sees us, that relationship of a parent and a child. He says, what I'm about to do to my vineyard will, will be tough. Notice he says, my vineyard, Right? Israel belonged to God. He says, you've given me no choice here. I will tear down its wall. It will be trampled. I will make it a a wasteland. It will not be pruned or weeded. Thorns and briars will will grow, and, and I will order the clouds to not bear rain on my vineyard. In in other words, it will dry up. Amen? It'll dry up without me. 
some of us that are here today, we are dried up. Let's be real. We are not connected to God. We're not connected to what he's doing in our lives. This is tough love that God is showing to Israel, his people. What God is saying to his people is, you were made for more. Amen? I hope that's what you hear this morning. Each of you were made for more. You were made for greatness. And you've produced little. He's making a statement here in the text. I wonder how many of us feel that God has removed the rain. Amen? Weeds. Oh, I hate weeds. Briars. Thorny patches. Overgrown. Dried up. Wasteland. We were supposed to produce healthy fruit. That's our purpose. That's our call. That's our design. That's our makeup to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. We have to ask ourselves in these seasons of dryness or drought, what is God showing me through this mess where he's removed himself from the situation? I we have to ask that sometimes. And did I have some part in this? That's a, that's a tough thing to do, amen? Over this last year, I've had pastor friends come and pray with me. We talk about the pain that I've gone through and this illness that I'm dealing with and some of them just say, I got to ask you, is there sin in your life? Two different pastors. Is there sin in your life? Like that's where we, we go to, don't we? No! <laughs> and by now I would have confessed it. You with me? <laughs> Believe me, it doesn't take a year and a half. But we have to ask ourselves, have we done something? Are we doing something? Are we involved in something that is causing the drought? Have we done something to be disconnected from the Father? Is my life, think about this question, is my life bearing fruit for the kingdom? And if not, why not? The disciples here would understand the, the imagery here, but, but what I want you to see besides the fact that a father deals with his own children, his own people, what Israel couldn't do for God, Jesus Christ would do. Should I have to say that again? Amen? What Israel couldn't do for God, Jesus would do. What we cannot produce God produces through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why he says, I am the true vine. I am it. This is the signature statement that Jesus makes about himself and and who he is. Think about it. What we cannot do for God, Jesus already did through his death, burial, and resurrection. He's done it all. The children of Israel were notorious at faith. Failing God. Weren't they? Can you relate to that? I mean, that's who they were. They they were good at 
making mistakes and rebelling against God. It didn't matter how much God had done for them and provided for them. They just kept running and rebelling and disobeying. We're good at failing God. I'm not trying to shame you this morning or guilt trip you. I'm just stating a fact because I'm good at failing God. Haven't you failed God? The Bible says even of our good deeds can be labeled as filthy rags compared to Jesus Christ. We are in need of the vine. The true vine. We are in need of Jesus. I don't care how religious you are or how righteous you think that you are. You're in need of Jesus and His grace and His covering and and the power that He provides. I'm in need of Jesus. Let me ask you, what season of fruit bearing are you in? What season of fruit bearing are you in? And before you answer that question, don't nudge your your spouse or your neighbor. Our production can't be the production of our church. Amen? It can't be the production of our friends, our pastor, our ministry group, our Bible study, or our spouse either. This is an individual question. Is my life bearing fruit for the kingdom? How many just wanted to slide into their seats? I thought my wife had that covered. She did a good job. She went to Bible study. She'd done all this. That was covered. Oh, my husband, he's the spiritual leader. He's serving God. He's producing fruit for the kingdom. But there's nothing inside of me. There's a deadness. I haven't done a whole lot. My, My church, my church does a whole lot. Not a whole lot of fruit here. Isn't it good to self-examine? Amen? Let's look at the branches. I am the vine and you are the branches. This is our identity in Christ. Jesus is telling the disciples and those that were there and us this morning that we are an extension of Himself. We're a part of Him. Think Think about how great that statement is. This defines our, our, our place and our position in the kingdom of God. When I look at Caden and Ryan and Kip, and I see an extension of myself. Caden has my ears. Poor kid. And Jillian's personality. Ryan has Jillian's mouth and my personality, which gets her into a lot of trouble at home, school, and other places because she's like, Dad, Kipton has my nose. Again, poor child. Kate's like, Dad, you've got a big nose. Good. When you get older, you'll get one too. They keep growing. But Kipton has a little bit of Jillian and I, but they're an extension of us. They're our kids. And I played a part, not a big part, in giving them life. I better say that before I talk to you after church. But whether they're well-behaved or not, they're still mine. That's how God views you. You're His. Amen? You're His. Whether or not we do good things or bad things, He takes pride in you. He takes pride in us. 
Maybe that's all you need to hear this morning, that God takes pride in you. Now, the end result should, that, should be that we, we bear fruit and we grow and we transform and we develop. We bear fruit for the kingdom of God and His glory, but our production has no bearing on His love for us. Everybody say, He loves us. He loves us. It doesn't matter what we produce. So not only does this solidify our position, it speaks to our great need of being connected to God. Jesus says, the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. That's a stunning statement. In other words, together we'll do great things. Together we'll do mighty things. See, we were designed by God with abilities Talents, gifts, hearts, and minds to be who we are in Jesus Christ. We are hardwired this way. Not apart from the vine. You with me? Not apart from Jesus. The system doesn't work if we are disconnected from God. We were built, think about your makeup and your design. We were built to glorify the King of Kings and produce greater things for Him. Let me show you what I mean. Brandon, I want you to come up here. We're going to have a little fun here. Somebody's got some text messages going off. I hope it's not my phone. (laughs) I'm going to have Brandon play something. For us. Is that all right? Brandon has been programmed. Just think about it here. He has been programmed by God to glorify who? The Father. He has been given talents and abilities for one purpose. Not just to play music. I'm sure you enjoy music, right? But to bear fruit. God designed you and I to bear fruit. All right, why don't you play something for us? Go ahead. A little bit louder, a little bit more obnoxious, maybe. Can you do that? Not something that's worshipful, right? I just want you to play. Do you like the electric guitar? I do. The timing, the rhythm, the sound. There you go. That's a little better. Keep doing what you're doing. It's a little better. Is that all right right there? Some of you are wincing. Do you need earplugs? He's bearing his fruit. His talent is glorifying God, the programmer, everything working together for good in his glory. Now, you can just stop. Axel, mute him. You keep playing just a little bit. Just play softer. Now, you may not enjoy or have enjoyed what he just played, But God gave him something to bear fruit and glorify him, the Father. Why can't we hear him now? We just play softly. What's changed? Has he lost something? Has his gift changed? He's just been disconnected. Simple. No sound. Little sound. No music. No fruit without the power of the amp, right? Think, think outside the box here for a second in terms of serving God. 
Maybe he's allowed the enemy for just a moment to put him on a shelf temporarily. Have you better, ever been put on a shelf? Maybe this morning you've put yourself on a shelf because of sin. Things that you've taken part of, things that you've done wrong. Maybe it's the lies of the enemy. You just decided to put, put yourself on a shelf and do nothing for God. Maybe he's allowed the noise from the culture or other people to prevent him from using his gift. Has anybody ever insulted you when you've tried to use your gifts for the glory of God? Right? Amen? It's time that we reprogram our thinking about people's gifts and abilities and their talents. It's not a preference. It's not our version, but God's version. Think of it. If God designed him and created him to play this instrument, to bring glory to his name, then who are we to say anything? Amen? But encourage what God is doing. Ashley, go ahead and turn him back on. It's a lot of pressure on him. Has he done okay? Give him a applause. Go ahead. We didn't test that. I'm just going to make a little plug for our worship team now. I thought about this last month to preach a message called Worship Wars because it happens in the church. Oh boy, here we go. For a long time we said, fit into our box. God doesn't grow people by saying, fit into our box. God grows people and we bear fruit when we say, be who God made you to be. Be you. Bring to the table your gifts, your hearts, your talents. God is doing that through our worship and through our people. and That's why we're growing and God is using it. I want you to think about this. When we are working, everybody say working, in sync with God, there's nothing, everybody say nothing, that can stop us. The the problem is many of us try to bear fruit without living in Christ. This, This type of Christian living church will never produce anything of value to be in Christ as this, and we're almost done. It means we walk in the Spirit. To be in Christ means we we walk in the truth. To be in Christ means we must know our value, our purpose, and our maker. We're warned here in the text. Jesus says this, apart from me. Apart from me. Apart from me. You can do nothing. And yet we try. We make every attempt to. We be who people think we should be. We act how they think we should act. I had a fellow a year, year and a half, two, three years back. He said, a pastor doesn't belong behind a drum set. And I said, okay. I was behind the drum set the following week. Because I'm going to be me. Amen? And if I want to worship God through drums, I'm going to worship God through drums. And I want to encourage you, be who God made 
you to be. Because we glorify Him. We glorify Him when we we put all of those things together to produce fruit. It says every branch that does not produce fruit, He removes. And He prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Jesus is not saying that I will remove you from your kingdom position. You're no longer my child. I've abandoned you. I've pushed you aside. He's not saying that. Don't ever forget Romans 8.38. I am convinced that nothing, everybody say nothing, can separate us from the love of God. But he's saying this. If you're not producing for the kingdom, there's a good chance, a good possibility that you'll be removed from the fight. Because this is a fight. This is a battle. Until you are ready. Because we're no good when we are not connected to Jesus. I went to church. Did you connect with God? Are you being who God made you to be? It's not about the act of worship. It's not about the song. It's not about the attendance. It's being who God built us and designed us to be. Then we glorify God. Because we're living out our purpose and our call. And we are perfecting His design. This is not a permanent move by God, but temporary. Next, he says, I will produce every branch that produces much fruit, or I prune every branch that produces much fruit, so that I will bear more fruit. Many of us fill into this, or fall into this category. This is the process that we don't quite enjoy as we, we serve the Lord, as we strive to please Him. But it's necessary to be pruned and to be cut away. Do you enjoy to be pruned? Uh-uh. No amens for that, right? It's difficult. It's lonely. It's a process. It's painful. In one year, and I, and I know you're maybe tired of the statistics, but I have to tell you these things. We've grown by 40 a Sunday. It's just, I've been here 14 years. We've never grown by four, maybe five, <laughs> three and a half, 40 plus. Seven people have given their lives to Jesus Christ in the last seven months. That's pretty good. I'm not good at math, but that's pretty good. We've baptized 26 people in seven months. I know there are pastors in church. I'm not putting them down or insulting them, but they maybe do two or three every three or four years. God is doing something through us through the pruning, through the battles, through the scars, through the pain. Man, we fought cancer. We fought strokes. We fought heart disease, amen. We fought mental illness. We fought everything the enemy can throw at us to be where we're at. God has pruned us and He will continue to prune us. I'm sorry. But if we want fruit and more fruit, there's a cost. And it's great. I am the vine. I am the vine. Well, that we would understand that we need to be connected to Christ. Let Him work in us. I am the vine. We, the church, His children, His people are 
the branches, an extension of Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, I'm so thankful that we can come here and support one another, encourage one another to have fun, even have Brandon come up and play guitar. I mean, it's just, you are so gracious and good, God. I'm thankful for not only the the worship team that we've given them the ability to be themselves, but our Sunday school teachers and our small group leaders and our greeters and just all of the people that you've poured into this house. This is your church, your house, your people, and we want to produce fruit for you. God, help us to be connected to you. Help us to trust you. If some of us are here today and we are, we are dried up and we're empty and we feel as though we're in a drought, pour down your rain on your people. Restore brokenness. God, help us to deal with the depression, the loneliness of life, the hardships and the battles, the fears and failures, just the struggles we go through. God, we know apart from you, we can do nothing. Help us to stay close to the vine. Help us to confess, confess sin and allow you to work through us. God, we ask that you protect our church, heal our bodies, our families, our marriages, and help us to bear fruit for your name and for your glory. You are worthy and you are worth it. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Houghton Baptist Podcast. We appreciate your support. And speaking of support, there's a lot of different ways you can support Houghton Baptist in addition to the traditional way of giving your tithe or check at church. We have online giving on our website at HoughtonBaptist.org, and we also have text giving. If you're interested in text giving, just dial 906-346-1317 and follow the information from there. Easy peasy. If you're looking for a church or you're just not sure what church is all about, why don't you stop by Houghton Baptist Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Be there. Come as you are. We do. Have a great day.